Well, Happy New Year. Today marks the beginning of the church's liturgical year, the first Sunday of Advent. And like many important things in life, we begin with the end. We begin with reflecting on the end times here in this beginning of the liturgical year. We do this because what lies ahead, what promise awaits us in the future, moves us in the present to live with anticipation and eager expectation. It's like the Christian moral life in general, knowing what is promised to us and the destiny for which we are made informs the way we act and live here on earth. The season of Advent is marked by the dark days of December, at least here in the Northern Hemisphere. It's the shortest days of the year. So there's also a sense of spiritual darkness as we wait the coming of the Savior, the light coming into the world. We hear about this in very concrete terms in our first reading. From the book of Isaiah, we heard just from the opening words of that prophet. And from that first section in Isaiah, it was written in the eighth century BC. And those were also dark days for the Israelites in Judah. They had to wait in this eager expectation and stay awake for multiple reasons. The uh, major threat to them was the Assyrians at that time. And they had been attacking and they had overtaken the northern kingdom in Israel. And then now they were posing a threat to Judah and Jerusalem. So as the book of Isaiah continues, we learn about the Assyrians eventually taking over Judah and completely surrounding the holy city of Jerusalem. So every day there was this sense for those in Judah to stay awake because they don't know when they're going to be conquered and defeated, but they're also praying for the coming of the Messiah to save them. They also don't know when he is going to come. And that's what Isaiah speaks to, both comings of this Messiah to save them and then also to restore all things at the end of time because the destruction of Jerusalem would have been akin to an apocalyptic event. Isaiah, therefore, is the most quoted book of the Old Testament in the New Testament. Isaiah is quoted directly 90 times in the New Testament and about 400 implicit references. So he's been considered like the fifth evangelist. He's so important to understanding Christ and his coming. And so in this first Sunday of Advent, we especially focus on that second coming of Christ when he returns to restore all things and to judge us. And just as Isaiah calls on the people of Judah to not fear this impending gloom to repent, to purify their hearts and await the Savior with eager hope, the church invites us 
to do the same in preparation for Christ's coming in the flesh. It's a time of penance, hence the purple vestments, because those people of Israel were called to conversion. The threatening Assyrian army was a result of their sin in falling away from God. And so this calling on the Messiah was, went hand in hand with this call to, to repentance, to purifying the nation as a whole. This sense of darkness is important and it has a sort of twofold meaning, at least in my own personal interpretation. I'm not sure if anybody said this before, probably. I don't say anything original here. But on one hand, you have darkness representing sin and separation from God and this predominance of evil, both interiorly and around us. And so it shows us that life lived not according to God's design wounds us, clouds our vision, and intellect plunges us further into darkness. And then on the other hand, darkness also represents purification. That is allowing God to act within our hearts according to his plans and his timing. Darkness, we might say, is that lack of felt presence of God's consolation. And if we're honest, that's the interior state of all of us most of the time. Nobody, even the saints, nobody lives in this state of continuous consolation where you just feel, you know, very concretely God's presence. Those are very special moments that God gives us at singular moments for specific reasons. But we live by faith. So we don't see God face to face, but we live in this darkness where we have to really enter into that faith and hope. And so darkness is an occasion to exercise a more pure faith and hope that's not reliant on, on consolation and this sort of felt presence. According to the great teachings of the doctor of the church, John of the Cross, it is in the obscurity of darkness that God most profoundly purifies our hearts and draws us closer to himself. Actually not contrary to what we might think in moments of consolation, but it's through desolation that God acts most deeply within us. So in Isaiah today, we heard towards the end of the reading, for from Zion shall go forth instruction and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Mount Zion is referenced throughout the Old Testament. What is Mount Zion? That's where Jesus instituted the Eucharist at the Last Supper. And so the light that shines amid the darkness that we anticipate, it shines right here on every altar in the Eucharist, drawing us up that mountain of the Lord that Isaiah speaks of. It calls us to repentance, to purification, and it prepares us for the Lord's coming in the flesh at the end of time and also prepares our hearts for his coming again 
in glory at Christmas. Thanks for listening to Within the Walls of St. Paul's Sunday Homilies. Please be sure to like us on Facebook and consider supporting us by visiting stpaulsharvardsquare.org. That's stpaulsharvardsquare.org. God bless and see you next time.